Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, January 8th, 2024. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Dan Rubin. Got a lot of good stuff to get into. Maybe some great stuff. We don't know if Quinshawn Judkins is going to be a Buckeye, but he might be. And that intrigues me. We have a lot of good stuff that we know has already happened. Devin Sanchez, Jeremiah Smith looking like the stud we all thought he would look like in the Army All-American game. We're going to talk about expectations for him. Bunch of guys, bunch of upperclassmen coming back. All kinds of good news that we're going to get to. Um, before we do that, we get some more good news and this awesome deal you guys can get from Omaha Steaks. Omaha Steaks are the world's best beef. Naturally aged for the ultimate in tenderness, juiciness, and flavor, Omaha Steaks has everything you need to elevate and solve the dinner dilemma with convenient, hearty, gourmet meals. Every steak and every entree is flash-frozen, vacuum-sealed, and ready when you are, all backed by their unconditional 100% money-back guarantee. I personally love all their steaks. Filet mignon, sirloins, ribeyes, T-bones, porterhouse, you name it. I like their pork chops. I mean, you really can't go wrong. Stuff arrives at your doorstep. It's in, as I said, vacuum sealed. It's in, you know, um, dry ice. And the steak is fantastic. And I definitely recommend it to all of you guys. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end of season event. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals. Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide, plus you'll save an extra $30 when you use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. Every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Head over to omahasteaks.com and score 50% off site-wide today. And don't forget to use promo code BUCKNUTS to, to get an additional $30 off your order. It's a great deal. All right, let's get into it. Let's start with Quinshawn Judkins, Dan Rubin. Um, when this first happened and people were asking me, I was getting a lot of texts, as I'm sure you were, and people just asking, like, what do you think about this? I'm like, it'd be a good get. I said, but I'm hearing, like, NIL is, like, a main – his main priority is what I was what I was initially told. And I'm like, I don't know if Ohio State's going to really want a guy like that. They've said like, – Mark Pantone's on the record. If that's your number one priority, it's probably not the place for you. But – um Maybe that's not his number one priority. Regardless, he's here in Columbus right now. There's some smoke he might pick the Buckeyes. I know Bama's in on him. There's other schools in on him. But, like, man, that'd be a really good get, Dan. If they can get Quinshawn Judkins. What are your thoughts, my friend? A lot of thoughts on it. Um, let's first assess him as a player. If he wasn't the best running back in the country, he was certainly in the mix. Um, I know when I watch teams other than – um, Ohio State, I do it with a little bit of a cowboy scouting eye. I'm always thinking who he was one of the main backs I saw that I thought, you know, even if he was in the second year, eventually had, you know, first day, second day potential. Um, the stats obvious. I think 15 touchdowns his first two seasons. Only other player to do that in the SEC was Herschel Walker. That's worth a Google search right there. Good Lord. Um, Herschel was the truth. Now, he also has gotten – this hasn't happened as much in the transfer portal as I thought it would, but he's certainly fallen victim to it in that the people in Oxford, Mississippi, don't have the nicest things to say about him uh, <laughs> upon his departure. That really hasn't been as common if you look around the transfer portal. There hasn't been a lot of sour grapes. I guess people are just too busy focusing on the task at hand. But 
Judkins, I can't remember anyone getting tanked quite as hard as him. Um, it is interesting because they have a really losing. good team coming back. He only has one year left. It, it, it is interesting that he's leaving, but I, yeah, I hear you. And now the guys are getting paid. It's like the NFL. It'd be like if your NFL team loses a guy just because he wants to leave, you'd be pissed off. It's yeah, the same that makes sense. I think what we're running into now is actually part of the NFL trickle down in that. I don't think running backs are getting the interest on the market financially that the others are. Like if you're an offensive lineman and, and you can get in someone's way and you weigh over 25 pounds, you're going to be driving a G wagon these days, some school uh, G wagon, G wagon, G wagon. They are. I mean, offensive linemen are scarce. What's interesting about Judkins is he's from the state of Alabama he was not the most heavily recruited. That's actually a poor way to say it. He wasn't one of your elite backs. So he he did not have an offer from Ohio State, Georgia, or Alabama. He only made two visits, Ole Miss and Notre Dame. And he also had an offer from Yale. So he's not – he's a smart kid. It has Yale on there. And he visited Notre Dame. You can't be offered by Yale to go visit Notre Dame if you're a knucklehead. So right. I imagine the potential is there for him to – Maybe he got a little selfish and got caught up in the college game. Um, regardless, the idea of Quinshawn Judkins and Travion Anderson, um, good gracious, that would be, I don't know, fire and fire, uh, <laughs> thunder and thunder, lightning and lightning. We'd have to come up with some new nickname, but certainly in the mix for it. And I do think this, with all of the chatter that comes out, and I know people are not in the mode of relying on the Ohio State coaching staff and stuff, but they haven't really brought in to the mix any malcontents or uh, goofballs. You know what I'm saying? Like guys who bring down the locker room. They've done a pretty good job judging character on the guys they've brought in. So I have no reason to think that they would be willing to tank the whole deal just for a running back when they already have some really good running backs. I think this is just a chance to get better. Oh man, I hope it happens. So what's what's the latest vibe out there? Is it would you say he's leaning Buckeye? Like, do you feel like the Buckeyes are like the leader here for Judkins? So I put not, with someone like this with Judkins, who is going to be for for like we said, and that's another reason he may be throwing himself back out on the market. Maybe first time he got recruited, he didn't think he was the apple of everyone's eye enough. And now Alabama and Ohio State, who did not offer, are offering. That feels pretty good. Um, And look, if you want to win a national championship, I'm not trying to be rude and people take this the wrong way. You're better off at Alabama and Ohio State than Ole Miss. So if he is transferring to win a title, which I don't think people are doing really, but at least in the back of his mind, he, he, he knows he has a better chance to win. I don't even think Ole Miss, look, Ole Miss has added some really nice players in the portal. I mean, really nice bookend defensive ends, defensive tackle, really nice wide receiver. But for me personally, Ole Miss is one of those schools. I got to see them do it. Um, I got to see them come through in a slugfest against, you know, Georgia or Alabama for me to really buy in. But look, Ben, this guy is uber talented, uber talented. So definitely worth a chance. And running back, running back is one of those spots where we've had success with the group. Guys get hurt. Um, I thought James Peoples looked – well, James Peoples is not what I thought he was when I saw him. He's a thick dude now. James, if you go check out some pictures of James Peoples, he's no scat back. 
He's he's thicker than uh, Travion Henderson. So uh, running back committee, I'm into it. And, you know, James Peoples is from the state of Texas. I love recruits from the state of Texas. Why is like that, Devin Dave? Sanchez. Like Devin Sanchez. How about that? How about that? We're going to talk about more good news. I'm going to get to that in just a second. I do want to finish with the Judkins. I know people have asked, well, what about, like, Trey? What, what does Trey think about this? I don't know, but Travion has always gone out of his way to say he's cool with more than one running back because he, Trey's a real smart guy. He knows – he doesn't need to be carrying the ball 30 times a game. He he wants there to be like a one and two punch. So I don't want to speak for him. My guess is he's okay with it. And my guess is Ryan Day and the staff went to Trey to make sure he was okay with it. And he hasn't announced for sure he's coming back, but I think he will. He's the one guy I haven't – I'm sorry to interrupt you. He's the one guy I really haven't heard as much about. I don't know. He's doing a good job of keeping things on the down low. I don't know if his uh, NIL deals outside the frame so guys don't have a good line on it. But I haven't heard as much about – Trey is the other guys. So I'm sitting there Saturday. I was actually watching some college basketball and I had the army or that not, it's not even the army, the all American bowl on. And I, I looked down for a while and I almost forgot to look back up. I looked back just before Devin Sanchez made his call. Mrs. Sanchez. Good to see you out there. Her and her beautiful family all there on national TV. Got to see him pick the Buckeyes. That's awesome. And number one corner in the country picks the Buckeyes 2025 class. Um, absolutely love that you got your quarterback in Tavion St. Clair, number one corner in the country. They got some other good players in that class already. This 2025 class is shaping up to be stellar. And Devin Sanchez, what a great get. Yeah, I mean, you said you like getting players from Texas. How about the number one player in Texas? Yeah, boy. that's almost hard. That's almost hard to get your mind around if you think about. I mean, Friday Night Lights was not based in no offense, Lincoln, South Dakota. Okay. Based in Texas, it's the lifeblood there. So to get the number one guy there, we're obviously selling something here that is appealing. And um, I'll tell you something. We've been fortunate to have Mrs. Sanchez on the show uh, in, the, in the chat a lot. Enough that um, after one of the shows that I do with Mark and Bill, after we got off the air, we're like, man. If the Sanchez's aren't coming, we are getting the worst troll job. of. We are going to look so silly. Uh, I said, I'm like, good Lord. And, and thankfully, and she'll get this, there was no banana in the tailpipe. They were uh, they were all over it, and it was legit. So um, it was tremendous. And I will say this. If you watched their ceremony, clean, clean, smooth, everyone yes. in the right spots, everyone with good sight lines. They knew they were going to great for the picture. Dad even went and held, helped hold up the banner and covered his face up. Um, I did have my doubts. Uh, I had my doubts. Uh, uh, Dietrich said that I had my doubts in the beginning. Exactly. No banana. We're not going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe. That's our, that's our age. That's my age coming oh, through. God. 1984. They're remaking it. I know. Don't. Do not. If you have not seen Beverly Hills Cop. That is a five-star movie. Yes. It is yeah. as good of a comedy as you'll ever see in your life. Yep. Do not cheat yourself by not seeing that. But, yeah, so the job that Tim Walton and the staff are doing at Defensive Back, I'll tell you this. You're about – I'm going to get hyperbole, hyperbolic here. You're about 18 months to two years from having the best secondary in Ohio State history, I think. Aaron Scott and Devin Sanchez – both look like Jalen Ramsey in their pads. So 
You got to have more bass in your voice. That's not how we say it. Uh, so I'm just thrilled, excited, and um, not a bad thing to have a Texas guy committed a year in advance either. So that when he goes out there in his gloves and is uh, spreading the word, uh, it's going to be a good one. Oh, by the way, the top corner in Ohio moved to Texas, Dorian Brew. So maybe they can throw in a good word. There you go. Dorian Brew from the Dayton area to Texas and back to Columbus eventually. So much good news to get into. So we've talked. Hopefully Judkins will be a Buckeye. Um, we already know Devin Sanchez is going to be a Buckeye, which is awesome. Um, and I'm glad that uh, that that was so cool to see. Like I said, him and his entire family there on national Smooth. TV. So I also cool. like the variety. Of, have that. Go ahead. Variety of gear. He had a fresh. I think that was an, a one-off T-shirt on the tradition because when he took it off, and then everyone had a different Ohio State spot on, so that they they knew, just covered all their bases. Very sharp. Looking good. Look, if you look good, you feel good, and I know they were feeling good. All right, let's get to guys coming back. You want to talk about the Alabama? Marvin game? has Marvin. Marvin hasn't announced yet. Wait, I don't. Time think out. Go ahead. Shouldn't Go ahead. we give some credit to Seth McLaughlin joining the fold over the weekend as well? Oh, the, yeah. The Alabaman who, yes. who uh, is going to be an interesting guy here. He's got a lot of questions. There aren't many guys who arrive with a bunch of questions to ask already from another school. Um, to say he's been run out of Alabama will be a tad aggressive, but not completely. He's being blamed down there for the Alabama – a loss in the championship game because he had the yips with the snapping. Uh, Bill reported this. They've told him they can fix it. They're excited about getting him in the mix. And he said something in his, you know, his final quote in Bill's articles. What I like most is um, I've got plenty of experience at a place where I'm, ex- where you're expected to win every single game. And that's the standard at Ohio state as well. So pressure. I mean, this kid's going to be used to the pressure. He is coming here to salvage his career. Um, I think it was a good pickup. And I do think he's going to play center. I don't see them putting him at guard. Bill Curlick typed in all caps, which he, he never does that. It was right. just, he is coming here as a center. Cause there was like people were in, in his thread that Bill wrote the story like, Oh, but he's probably going to be a guard. And Bill wrote, he's going to be a center. And then people are like, yeah, oh, but he's probably going to be a guard. And then Bill finally wrote in all caps. When the Dean goes to all caps, all right, you can just lock it down. You I think he was standing when he typed it, too. Just for emphasis. Knowing Dean, he was on the elliptical. I don't mm-hmm. know. That, that dude's in good shape. Um, but, yeah, I was going to talk about Seth McLaughlin. I'm glad you got to that. So, yeah, welcome, Seth. And uh, we hear he's going to play center. I don't know what that means for Carson Hinsman. We'll find out. I hope Carson sticks around. I really like him. Um, good family. I don't think we want Carson Hinsman to get away. Could play uh, guard. Around. Yeah, you can play guard or, you know, if he's – you know, injuries happen. Um, McLaughlin's only going to be here one year. Carson's got three years left. Like, stick around, hopefully. All right. Marvin's definitely going to leave. Everybody knows that. I don't, I don't know why he hasn't announced it yet. Maybe he hasn't. I missed it. Mike Hall announced he's leaving. I think everybody else is coming back. Maybe not JT. As I said on the show, um, I believe Friday. Maybe, I, yeah, it was Friday. Um I'm told, and I know you know this as well, that that NIL is a factor here. And I don't I don't fault JT's family at all. His dad's a good guy. This is, you know, if he's gonna come back, they know he could go to the NFL and be a second day pick. He's probably not gonna be a first round pick. 
Um, and they want a lot of money for him to come back. I get it. I don't fault them at all. Get your bag. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, hopefully one of the collectives step up and local businesses and let and make it happen. So that's the one I'm keeping a close eye on. I guess Trey to a certain extent, but I think he's coming back. Man, everybody else I think is coming back. JT's the one I'm keeping a close eye on. I know you are as well. Yeah, that's the one I don't have a good vibe on. And like I said, Trey's the one I just haven't heard as much on. The rest of the guys, I expect them to come back, including uh, Jordan asked about Denzel Burke. I do expect him to come back too, barring change. Um, we always come on here and say things are fluid. They're even more fluid during uh, the NIL era. But as of right now, that would be uh, – we're on the same page. We're hearing the same things. JT, could he come back? Sure. I think he got the highest evaluation of those guys in terms of draft potential. And even though they're saying he's a second-day pick, I do imagine he's probably – I'm sorry? That's still good money. money. Yeah. But I also imagine he's believing that he can go to the combine and, you know, nothing's set in stone, and he's a tremendous athlete. He's going to test like a werewolf. So he may think, look, if I'm close, I go there late first round, early second round. um, And it's probably worth it for him. You want to tell the other excuse me, I don't think the other guys had that opportunity at hand. Nor, like for example, Jack Sawyer, tremendous athlete. I don't think he would do at the combine what JT would do. Um, remember, JT was like a tremendous basketball player for Seattle. Actually, Jack Sawyer was the best freshman basketball player in the state, so I digress. But we get some good athletes here at Ohio State, apparently. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, I want to get into Jeremiah Smith expectations. You want to do that now or do you want to do that after you tell the good people about Manscaped? Those of you who are going to come back after this, let's talk Jeremiah Smith, who uh, certainly impressive. Cheers to the new year from our friends at Manscaped. You thought it was gone in 2024. You were wrong because your resolution shouldn't be the only things that are well kept. 2024 is the time for new heights, new opportunities, and a new look for your Times Square balls. <laughs> Cough. That was great. Manscaped's Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is every man's cheat code to look good, feel good, and turn the page on confidence this year. Whether you're looking to maintain a trim or go for that clean, clean shaven look, this trimmer has you covered. Trusted by over 10 million men worldwide, now is your time to get a grip on your grooming with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Happy New Year or happy new balls. Yeah, it's deodorant for your balls. Bet you didn't think you needed that. As a gesture for the new year, they even threw in two free gifts. The Boxers 2.0 and the Shed 2.0 toiletry bag. Because they know good and, well, you're still rocking your boxers from high school. Let's face it, resolutions might come and go, but a well-groomed you is here to stay. Thanks to Manscaped, get 20% off and free shipping with the code Manscaped, excuse me, with the code BUCKNUTS at Manscaped.com because nothing says Happy New Year like a deal that leaves your balls and your budget feeling refreshed. Embrace a new you and definitely embrace a new trimmer, courtesy of Manscaped. Not getting those two minutes back, Dave. Listen, we're here, we're here to entertain, even when we do ad reads, apparently. People, like, just, you know, they, they like it. Dave, you know they our like- motto. 
Give till it hurts. Oh, Jeremiah Smith. Mm. Very, very, very good. Sometimes, you know, we've seen players over the years that maybe rank number one at their position, maybe even rank number one overall in the country, and you think, really? Then Jeremiah Smith comes along. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's easy to see. It's easy to see. I know I'm not breaking news there, but, man. um, And I think he's going to break the mold. People are like, well, come on. You know, even Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson's played the most of any true freshman wide receiver under Brian Hartline. Um, and he did, he played like a decent amount, um, but didn't play like maybe a ton. I think Jeremiah Smith's going to break the mold. You have everybody, all the people that are leaving, including like Julian Fleming transferring, all these guys leaving. Yeah, Carnell Tate's going to get his and Brandon Ennis, but man, they have three starting receivers. I seriously think Jeremiah Smith's going to be a starter as a true freshman. Um, I don't know. Where do you come down on that? Well, and you got to figure in Emeka would be the number one guy. Oh, Emeka, I'm sorry. Emeka, yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying that's. Emeka Egbuka, Jeremiah Smith, Carnell Tate, and Brandon Ennis. Feels like you're playing Sega and you just like went and chose a guy for each position. You know, like I'm going to build the perfect receiver room. I want the veteran. I want the the unbelievable freak talent. I want the next. And I want the uh, the slot guy who can catch everything. And, oh, you can't have 499s on one team. Sure you can. Uh, man among boys. Uh, he looks like, I'm trying to think of, he's so big and so strong and so fast that it almost forces you to think of a comparison. He he almost is like a a leaner T.O., man. He's just, he's unbelievable. Um, Great hands, very fluid, very natural. A lot of guys that big are just big athletes. He's a big receiver. Um, And like I've had people behind closed doors tell me, look, he's going to start. And I'm like, well, I'm like, no, 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 you don't get it. Like we rarely get told you don't get it. When you work at a place called buck nuts, people don't feel comfortable telling you you don't get the nut part. And so I've been thankfully corrected. So um, we should be very thrilled that he's coming here. Very thrilled. And by the way, the other guy coming, Mylon Graham is basically Chris Olave 2.0. Um, and I think we'll get on the field as a freshman a little bit too, and it's going to be a big fan favorite. So Thomas Ridley says, well, you just described Randy Moss, Dan. He's actually thicker than Randy Moss. Randy Moss is wiry. Jeremiah Smith is built more like A.J. Brown long-term. Even bigger than – even he's, he's even bigger than – like I know they compared him to your guy, but your guy – A.J. was wiry, more wiry. Jeremiah is, I think, bigger. Yeah, I've seen Julio. I've seen Julio Jones. What do you think about Julio? I don't know why people can't come up with. I don't know why people can't come up with new nicknames. Like I've heard people call him Megatron. Out. Like it wasn't even that long ago that Calvin Johnson was Megatron. Like really, we can't come up with a new nickname. Are they saying because it's like? Are people comparing him to Calvin Johnson? Because he he reminds me more of a Julio Jones than a Calvin Johnson. He's thicker. Kind of splitting ta- hairs. I get it. Also, Calvin Johnson was six five. Right. That's different. I mean, uh, that's, that's right. those two inches. Those are like dog inches, man. Those are a big deal. I think Jeremiah six three, which by the way is plenty big. Um, but I, I would think if you're looking for a physical high, a physical comparison, Julio Jones is the best one from a physical perspective. Because don't yeah. forget, um, Jeremiah is what eighteen years old. He hasn't even got his old man strength yet. You know what I'm saying? You start paying taxes, 
you get stronger. You just, by your, the 21 year old body is just a little thicker. So you're 215 at 18. You're carrying 225 nicely, nicely at uh, 21 years old. So good. Look, he's the highest rated receiver they've ever gotten at wide receiver U. Which is, is that crazy. Good? Is that Brian good? Hartline, it's, it's like Brian Hartline's the guy that like breaks his own record like every year. You know what I mean? It's like, it can't get any better. Just wait. Right. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But I do think, uh, I'm, yeah, I think he's going to come right in and start. And by the way, this is Ohio State. We have a long history, media fans, anybody who loves Ohio State football, of giving guys nicknames that stick. Little animal for James Lohr and I. I could go on and on and on and on and on and on. Buckeye Nation, let's find a good nickname for Jeremiah Smith because Megatron has already been used. We need to find one for this young man. Okay. Anquan Bolden is not, no offense. Andre Johnson has come up here. Daniel Sanchez, that's shocker. He got a, the best ones, best ones yet. That's a good one. Andre Johnson was jacked. You know what I mean? Of those guys we've talked about, I think oh, he's yeah. the one you want to be on the beach the most. Um, yeah. Anquan Bolden was nowhere near the athlete speed wise that Jeremiah Smith is. He was also more compact high school quarterback. Anquan Bolden, almost, I don't want to say a possession receiver, but Anquan Bolden was a more glorified possession receiver than a guy on the edge who will just dominate, uh, like Jeremiah. The toast is Jordan on uh YouTube saying Gus Johnson will come up with a nickname for him. Yeah, it'll probably be a recycled one, though. Okay, but he anyway. deserves a new one. Is that he good? Needs a new one. We can do it. We, we will get it done. If I have to do it myself, I'll do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna noodle it. You guys help out. We'll Mr. come with the consensus. We'll give this this talented young man the nickname that he deserves. All right, tonight, mm. Michigan, what? Washington, There's Washington, four and a half point underdogs are the Huskies. Go Huskies. Go Huskies. I'll tell you what. Uh, for most of the year, I mean, I watched the Pac-12, and I, I watched those teams as much, but I, I didn't have as good a sense of Washington and even Oregon as as uh, some of your more Eastern powers. And I don't know if you got the sense. I got the sense – down the stretch that most of the pundits actually felt Oregon was a better team than Washington, um, that that Oregon was going to win that game when it came down to it. But there was a point in time in their first meeting where Oregon took the lead late and Penix went to Odunze on three plays. I swear to God, the entire drive took 30 seconds and the ability to just uh, eat up the field the way they do with the passing game. I'm not sure I've seen a team use the field more. I mean, I say, like, they got three receivers. He throws this way. He throws down. When you say a quarterback that uses all of the field in college, I'm not sure I've seen anybody really make you guard. You know, I don't know the exact dimensions of the field. I should probably know that. The entire field. So that's going to be a challenge. Michigan is not – he's the best quarterback they've gone against. That's a fact. Yes. Um, Their second and third corners are going to get tested big time. Will Johnson's a stud. Uh, you figure he'll play a Dunze or McMillan or Polk even when he's on there. But the other dudes, Sandra Stills, more of to me of a slot guy. Um, these are legit receivers. All three are definite pros. A Dunze, I mean, there are people that say 
They think he's a better prospect than Marv. If you say that out loud, you're just trying to get page views, in my opinion. That, that, that's, a, that's, that's preposterous. But, um, yeah, the question to me, can Washington run the ball at all? Can they, you know, the running back Dylan Johnson has been hurt a little bit. I was really impressed in the pack, whatever it was, championship game, how they were able to run the ball against Oregon when they had to. Um, and then, you know, Michigan won that game, man, but it took some drama. 13 points going into their last drive is not a offensive tour de force. And then, um, you know, they pulled it out. I give them credit, but they're probably going to need to score a few more points than usual. So. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. Penix has become the darling of the of the uh postseason. He's the guy that I think when you hear the pundits talk about him, a lot of them hadn't seen him and they love him. He is moving up the charts for the draft. I think a lot of people think that. So I'll be honest, and this is one of the reasons I would say let's hold out some real positivity for Will Howard and that when Michael Penix was in Indiana, there was never a time I looked and said, "You know what?" That guy's going to transfer and become the best quarterback in the country. Uh, I never thought that. So I'm hoping Will Howard transferring from Kansas State to Ohio State can pull off a similar feat, just to leave you with a little bit of love on that. Um, Someone in high esteem was challenged on the addition of Will Howard, and the response was, did you see who he was throwing to? Don't worry about it. Right. So uh, hopes are high. And I still like his film. Like he does things like um, we know he can run the ball. We'll see how much like, Coach Day uses him in that fashion. But like he's mobile. Like he'll do things like if you're a right-handed quarterback and you throw well when you're ro- like rolling to the left, that shows me a lot. He does a great job. Watch him. If he's if he's rolling to the left, avoiding pressure, he does a great job then of getting his shoulder square and boom. Um, is he Justin Fields coming here? No. I've heard people say, well, he's not Justin Fields. Okay, great. Yeah, everybody knows that. Um, if he was going to be the number 11 pick of the draft, he would have been, he'd go to the NFL right now, but I mean, a great get for Ohio state. In my opinion, they needed to find somebody who was an upgrade over what they had. And that included Kyle McCord last year. And they found it in Will Howard. That's a great point. I mean, you can say, well, I mean, like, look at his stats, look at this and that he was playing at Kansas state. My friends, imagine if he was playing with all these guys at Ohio state and in a Ryan day offense. Now you won't have to imagine it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Got a lot of good stuff to report. Go ahead. Third and one is no longer an issue. <laughs> right. This is my right. pet peeve in football Six now. That third and one. Yeah. People going to the spread and third and one and not knowing what they're going to do. You get Judkins and you get uh, Will Howard. Short yardage won't be as big of a deal. Now, I get it. They've got to get better on the offensive line. Everything comes down to the offensive line. Everything. I've been saying to this point, we were sailing uncharted waters. And when everyone was jumping off, you know, the bandwagon, when we had guys leave for the portal and then, oh my gosh, Alabama and Georgia had the exact same thing happen. People are like, well, wait a minute. It may not be a sign of culture. Um, You know, they got a real chance to rebound here, but they've put a lot on themselves to do that. And if they don't get the offensive line fixed, um, and I don't even know what that means by fixed anymore. I've had two people tell me it's not talent, that they've had less talented offensive lines before and gotten something out of them. I just don't see that. Um, I think they need more talent. 
now they do get Josh Simmons in the offseason program. Um, full year. Donovan Jackson. That is back. important. That's important. Donovan Jackson should be back. Left guard. Is, is back. Is back, okay. right? I think he announced right. it. More good um, news. More good news continues to flood. And that's another thing. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, uh, you can finish your thought, but I do want to say this. Another thing I wrote down in my notes that I would. This is the first year. I guess you could say maybe Mike Hall fits into this category. But every year for Ohio State, every year, there's a guy that leaves early that I'm like, what? This guy's leaving early? Like, right. seriously? That's not happening this year. And Mike Hall, I don't even know if he fits in that category. Because entering the year, I thought he probably would. But then I didn't think he would. Then he, him and his fiance or girlfriend had a baby. He's trying to take care of his family, so it makes. That's another thing I love about all of this. All these guys are coming back, and there's not that one guy you're like, seriously, like Luke Whipler's leaving early. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like all stuff right. like that. You know what I mean? Mike Hall also, from a football perspective, he's not getting any bigger. He's 285 pounds, so. To play defensive tackle in the NFL at 285, you've got to be a rush specialist. He is. His first step's not getting any slower. He might as well leave. He, he was not. He's not going to be a first-round draft pick because he's just not big enough. But there, I'd be surprised if he's not picked in the first three rounds because I do think someone's going to fall in love with him because he has a unique skill. Um, he can rush the passer from defensive tackle big time. His first step is elite. Now, he's not your every down, you know, two-way stud that can play the run, gather. He's just not big enough to hold the double teams. But next to a giant guy on and pass for a situation in the NFL, he's going to make himself some money for sure. And the fact that he even has the nickname of Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald's helped make a lot of undersized defensive tackles money and on newton's up the thing that's going to hurt mike though is not really his size because you're right they'll look at the his film like look at the notre dame game the previous year in 2022 i mean he was just there were times he was taking over games um durability is going to be an issue he's undersized and he's got serious durability issues so he's probably going to be injuries probably going to be a but yeah i think he'll get drafted oh definitely Oh, but I don't think he'll be a day two. I don't think he'll be a day two pick. But I get it, man. You have a baby, dude. I get yeah, it, man. Gonna... I hope. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's a day two pick. That would take care of any uh, issues with buying diapers for sure. The the injury history is key at the combine. That's probably if you want to know where Michael's going to get drafted, you're going to want to be with the doctors. That's probably going to be the biggest determining factor because you go to the combine, man, and you're like an alien. They stick prods and poles and pokes in places you don't want to talk about, but they're going to know what your issues are. If he comes through with a cleaner bill of health than we think, I'm telling you, dude, maybe fourth round would be the, you know, that's the first round of the third day, but I really do think he's going to beauties in the eye of the beholder. And there are schemes that like their, there are schemes that call for the Mike Hall player. So I, I think he's got a, he's got a real nice chance to, to play. And like you said, Buy plenty of diapers. Maybe Designer he'll diapers. A, maybe he'll be a fourth round pick by the Bengals and be their next Geno Atkins, another undersized mm. D tackle taken in the fourth round. Maybe Mike Hall to the Bengals in the fourth round. We'll see about that. That would be the high end, the very high end. Geno, well, that dude was a stud. Geno, yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Geno. If he is, Mike Hall's going to make a lot of money. It doesn't matter yeah, where he's drafted. Atkins, there was a two or three year stretch where he was top three, four in the league. 
No doubt. I don't think Mike's going to have the chance to do that. And if he did, now we're talking like diamond crusted diapers. (laughs) That's right. That's right. All right. Great stuff from Dan Rubin. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day. (laughs) 